Fifty Stage of Terror may include descriptions and discussions unsuitable for young audiences. Episodes may contain adult themes, language, and content. Listener discretion is advised. Watching CRYP Local News, your number one station to get local breaking news. With anchors Alex Anderson and Sofia Jimenez, meteorologist Chloe Michaels with the weather, and Don Childs with the sports. CRYP has it first. Good evening, Arkansas. Tonight, our reports will start by taking us to the outskirts of a little town with a big personality. Tony Briggs brings us this story live from the Jacksonport State Park where he will tell us about a fantastic beast and where to find it. Tony? Thank you, Sophia. I am here at the Wright River Monster Refuge located adjacent to the Jacksonport State Park, where a petition has been circulating with over 15,000 signatures since the creation this morning to erect a life-size statue of the creature known as the Wright River Monster, or known to locals simply as Whitey. It has been 48 years since the creation of the White River Monster Refuge here in Jacksonport and 50 years since anyone has claimed to see the car-sized wide and three-car-in-length fabled creature of the waters here in this relatively quiet town. Some are concerned about placing such a statue here as it may cause some controversy as whether or not this monstrous aquatic creature does in fact lurk in the waters of the White River. One local by the name of Ray Becker has complained about the possible mockery a giant statue of this type would create and has been quoting and saying a plaque would be just fine. A statement from the mayor's office has commented in saying that if it reaches 20,000 signatures, we will look into it. An interesting comment from the mayor McKinney as his plans to commission a statue of another famous Arkansas cryptid or mythical creature, a Gowrel, fell through when he suggested it be built in the middle of City Hall. The White River Monster, however, is growing in popularity since it became a topic on multiple television programs and a handful of successful podcasts. For CRYP News, I'm Tony Briggs. Thank you, Tony. We'll be right back after these messages. This is Arkansas. The White River Monster. Hello, everyone. We just hit 250 downloads. Thank you so much for all that. That's amazing. Our first episode, Meet the Diaz, is, 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 is almost at 100 listens alone. So it's great to see that people are coming back. It really does mean a lot to us. Yeah, and it's really cool to see that new person chime in. So let's just jump into it. Thank you all for listening, and this is our new episode, Arkansas, the White River Monster. I'm Anthony. And I'm Kaylee. On 50 States of Terror. So this takes place in uh, Newport and Jacksonport, Arkansas. Let's start from the very, very beginning. Yes, we're going to go chronologically, but Anthony, what is the White River Monster? The White River Monster is described as this car-width creature with three car lengths with elephant-colored skin, grayish skin, uh, with a catfish face 
and recently has been described with a bone protruding out of its face, out of its nose area. Mm-hmm. It just it looks like the artist's rendition kind of looks like a a giant piranha creature thing. I saw a couple different interpretations of the descriptions. Some of them straight up look like Nessie's cousin. Like it could very well be one of the many versions of Nessie yeah. that we see here in the U.S. Because I know every corner of the U.S. has a Bigfoot and they have a, a Nessie of some sort. But most often it is definitely a fish of just monstrous size. It's ginormous as we're seeing a lot of our cryptids are. They're just really, really big versions of things that are seemingly normal the rest of the time. Now, there are small little descriptions and sightings that say that it could have gotten out of the water and become land-based based on tracks or maybe they could have had next to the river. But I don't think that is uh associated with this thing because the majority of the sightings have happened in the water there is a very specific incident that they're claiming is when it left the water saying that there were three toed footprints on an island and that the vegetation on the island had been completely decimated yep and so they're thinking that it is at least omnivorous that it also eats plants, yeah, um, as well as meat, and so they thought that it came out to to eat the plants there. But that's going to get a little bit later into some of our theories, yes, because there are some really good ones. There are some really sound ones. I couldn't actually pick one that was my real favorite because so many of them have a really solid claim, and I actually think it's a mix of the different ones. But we'll get there. Right. We are going to take this all the way back to the early 1900s. Yep. With our first sighting in 1915, reports start rolling out that somewhere in the White River, which is a river that starts in northern Arkansas, snakes its way around up into the Missouri border, and then comes back into Arkansas, and then runs all the way down and empties out into the Gulf of Mexico. Now, you lived in Arkansas. Have you been to the White River? I went to a lot of rivers, because that's really one of the only things there is to do in Arkansas to drink on the river um i definitely know i've been to the elk river i want to say i've been to the white river but that's kind of more on a different area i was about an hour away from newport i lived in jacksonville and my stomping grounds were really like western arkansas and that was like northeast of me what i find hilarious is the nickname it gave it whitey (laughs) that was my nickname once (laughs) it's hilarious (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So the first sighting came in 1915 and it was first sighted by a gentleman named Blanet Bateman. And he was a prominent landowner around the around the, the White River. So, you know, you and I came to a more theory or assumption that if he did see something, then reported to the local news to bring people around the area. I mean, if he had some type of, I don't know, business or what have you on the White River, then that would just bring business to him, right? I mean, that, I mean that's what I would think would happen. And that wasn't uncommon for the time either. If you didn't have something interesting, you would just make it up. So he had a pretty consistent telling on what color it was. 
But it's important to note that when all this press coverage is happening, it's no longer 1915. That's actually happening in 1937. So all of this interest is now being garnished for this story. Now it's a big deal. And now people are traveling and they want to see it. They're showing up. Well, what happened between 1915 and 1937? The Great Recession completely tanked everything. We are all just coming out of the Depression at this point. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying things are a-okay for everybody. Yeah. But now it's not the lowest that it was. Yeah, we're on the bounce back. Yeah, Yeah. people are getting out of the house. (laughs) Kind of feels like not post-COVID because we're not post-COVID yet. (laughs) But like that, hey, things are almost normal again. Uh, People were getting out of the house. People were indulging this fantasy that something was happening and something, you know, interesting was going on. As that's going on, you've got this person making these fantastic claims like maybe our storyteller here was trying to make a buck for himself because times were not easy then. Yeah, it's quite possible. So that's something to consider as well, given the time and the location. So all of that happens, but he was very inconsistent when he was describing the size or some of the specific features. He would tell one newspaper, oh, it was two cars long. And then the next one, it was three cars long. These things don't seem like they would be a big difference, but when you're trying to be a credible source and make true claims, those kind of details are important. Makes me think that maybe he was just kind of throwing something out there and seeing if it would stick, and then it started sticking, and then he was backtracking and just giving out information anywhere that he could. Right, and when people were traveling to to witness this thing, and they weren't finding it or having any evidence of existence... He was being branded as a a person who created this hoax. A ne'er-do-well. Yeah. So my very favorite part of this whole ridiculous story that he is just spitting and putting out there, these people are showing up and they're super excited and they are throwing everything that they have really into this story. So they brought in a scuba diver of the time and they're like going down and doing all of this. Um, they don't find anything. And so they continue to go on this search. So they start building a net. They want to make a net that is large enough that they can do a sweep of the river with this ginormous ass net. Mm -hmm. And rope is expensive. So they started weaving, thatching. I I am not a net maker. There's a, a proper term here somewhere. And they run out of money. And now they have this ginormous net that they've started and can't finish. And nobody will loan them money to continue making this net. So I just am picturing these people like, well, shit, (laughs) well, shit, (laughs) we're going to leave that pass in the past, but we're going to jump. We went from 1915 to 1937. Yep. And now we are going to go to 1971. So that was the most recent sighting claiming the gray skin. And this time. The description changed to, to where now it had that bone protruding out of its face, mm-hmm. like a narwhal whale. And let's go ahead and be absolutely clear. This is not a narwhal. No. Narwhals, they would not survive in freshwater long enough to make it to Arkansas. And narwhals are so finicky and particular that we cannot even keep them in captivity because as soon as they get stressed out, they die. Yeah, that's correct. So... We are not making any claims that this is a narwhal 
because it's absolutely ridiculous. It is more realistic that this is a crazy monster than it is a narwhal. <laughs> right. Yeah, so that was 1971. The time frame between 1937 and 1971, there was not a whole lot of... Uh, people coming forward in citing this thing. But that doesn't mean that it didn't lose popularity because the fact that someone saw it, you know, 30 years later, it, it still has that validity that maybe there is something in there. Jump two more years to 19... Well, there's a Polaroid and everything from 1971. There was. There I, was. I didn't. I didn't see that. There have been multiple people who now say that it's been doctored or that it's been completely staged. See, this is why it's important (laughs) to have multiple people on research. Yes. (laughs) There's a lot of stuff that you can end up missing. Heaven knows I miss enough, too. So, yes, there are all these people who are claiming to see it now. It's becoming, you know, more and more people are making claims it gets to the point, people are traveling, this is become, becoming kind of like a local tourist thing. Keep in mind, this is the 70s. Yeah. Google is not around. Nope. We can't say, hey, what do you want to do this weekend? Well, let me just go ahead and check Yelp reviews for whatever in our area. We can't get on Groupon. This is word of mouth traveling. Yeah. This is Arkansas, and this is rural Arkansas, and... Hell, even when I was there, a lot of it was like, hey, did you hear about over here, over here? There's a lot of hidden treasures in Arkansas. And I do want to take this very brief moment to say Arkansas has an awful reputation, but is truly one of the most beautiful states. It is really gorgeous. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I love driving through Arkansas in the fall. I mean, I've seen mountain lions out there, like, just like doing their thing. I've seen so much wildlife we used to go kayaking in Little Rock uh, around Pinnacle area. If you're from the area, we used to just get like hammered and climb the easy trail on the mountain, <laughs> which now, was not that easy when you're hammered. Now, Arkansas is one of those states that I have yet to go to. Like I've been around. I'll take you. It's not that far. <laughs> I've been around it and I've been to the other, you know, most of the, of the lower 48. But like when it comes to Arkansas, I never had a reason to go. <laughs> we'll go and I'll take you to the bar I got fired from, and then I'll take you to the bar that I used to drink at. Beer is beer, and beer is awesome. <laughs> All right, we have 1971. Everybody's seen it. We are. We have a shaky Polaroid. We are. We are hearing all these claims. We're seeing more people traveling. Mm-hmm. It has now garnished statewide attention, mm-hmm. and it has reached. The politics. Yeah. Reached it to the level of like where senators. Yeah. Like Senator Robert Harvey in 1973 of the Arkansas State Legislature signed a law that had a section of this river as the White River Monster Refuge. That's just cool. <laughs> I I'm not saying that it doesn't happen for other cryptids, but I've never heard of an actual designated area assigned for a make believe thing. No, no, I have, and I've never heard of that either. So I mean, I guess some like some people must have seen it that have weight to their opinions and their and their stories and their testaments here, because if it's just a bunch of drunk rednecks saying that they saw a really big fish, like hoo ha, like that's one thing. But now that we have legislators saying. 
hey, this is a refuge now. Either they're completely playing into what was a public stunt. Right. Or somebody who mattered said it was real. But to call it a refuge... Okay, so in, in my realm of, of work, a refuge is a sanctuary. Okay, so you work for National Park Service. Just yeah. for anyone who's not familiar. I, I currently work for the National Park Service, and before this, I used to work for the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about refuges, you're talking about sanctuaries for wildlife protection and, and uh, conservation. So when you put on a, a bill that says that this is going to be a refuge for this one, one creature, like there are laws uh, that protect this thing so like you know there's no obviously there's no poaching there's no um illegal activity that happened while on the refuge or or anything like that that's a a legit federally protected area of land for one species now if you go to the arkansas website right now you can access some information about it this is this is all really real web pages you can go to the the dot gov shenanigans this specifically says that you cannot molest you cannot endanger you cannot harm you cannot kill the white river monster anything else is fair game as long as you're properly licensed is that correct correct if you want to go fishing you can go fishing if you cast and you pull in the white river monster you have to throw it back (laughs) (laughs) maybe take a couple pictures for the facebook do it for the gram and throw that bitch back yeah but if you're if you're pulling a ugly stick six foot fishing pole and you're pulling out this gigantic fish i have a lot worse things to worry about (laughs) now we haven't seen anything past 1973 people coming forward and seeing this thing nothing super solid there's kind of been a here and there reference that people talk about there was one in 2013 or 2016 but i can't find the actual claim itself just someone saying that someone claimed it's like a friend of a friend who saw Slenderman. Right. right. I, I can't find anything for, for that claim. So the last solid one I can find is 1973. So let's take this as a transition into what we think it could have been. Okay. So there are several different theories that are out there. And we think we're just going to do a couple of those. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to just honorably mention the rest of them. Yeah. So do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Yeah, so I'll go first. Okay. I'll go. F- I'll, I'll do the one that it more likely isn't. They were suggesting that it could have been an elephant seal. Yes. Now, an elephant seal uh, does have that gray color. It's fairly large. And it does, on occasion, swim up rivers. Yeah, I, yeah, the elephant seals can go up rivers? Mm-hmm. See what I everything I found on elephant seals is that they definitely do not like warm water, so they wouldn't be in the Gulf. But I hadn't really found anything on rivers, so this is why it's important to have more than one person doing research. Yeah, they said it was possible. Okay, highly unlikely. With a lot of creatures that are in the ocean, when they get caught into rivers, they don't understand what a river is, right? And so they don't know that. If they just keep swimming and they dory it and they're just going to be like, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. They're not going to end up at the ocean again. Right. They don't know to turn around and go back. Saltwater animals need to be in saltwater and freshwater animals need to be in freshwater. Right. That is something to take into consideration when we're talking about these animals making it up into a river. So, but I do know that elephant seals prefer very cold water. Mm -hmm. They're in the Pacific Ocean. Mm -hmm. And if you're not good at geography... 
the Pacific Ocean is on the left side. It's on the California California side. side. It's on the west side. The Gulf of Mexico is on the right side, is on the Florida side, is on the east side. And in order for an elephant seal to make it from the Pacific, it would either have to go all the way up or all the way down south of South America to make it back up to the Gulf Coast. So I think that's a pretty safe... The elephant seals and the narwhals can... They can stay up there with their little ice cubes in the cold area and they can live there. Yeah, definitely highly unlikely. And like they were going into, like, could have escaped from a possible poacher or something. Was, uh, I mean. So this does come from a pretty credible source. This is a doctor who works with classifications and works with like kind of the taxonomy of animals from what I'm gathering. I think it's really cool that. The reason that they think it's an elephant seal is because its trunk, because elephant seals have a little trunk, that's why they're called elephant seals, Mm -hmm. is inflatable. And when they inflate their trunk, it looks like a horn, which we mentioned before. Right. And that's why they thought it was an elephant seal is because one of the claims was that the white river monster has a horn coming out of the front of its head. Right. So I'm like, oh, A for effort. Yeah. But that's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. But the one that has the highly probability of it of what it could be is is the manatee. So this is this one is my one of my highest contenders. So the manatee at this point in time is actually severely endangered. There are only a couple hundred, and they live in Florida. So Florida has all of the manatees. They have the monopoly of manatees at this point, as we've established. There's no Google. You're not seeing cute little BuzzFeed videos about this super adorable manatee eating iceberg lettuce. There's a really real possibility that people in Arkansas have never seen one, Mm -hmm. have never even heard of one, and would not be able to identify one if it tried nibbling on your toes. Yep. Because they don't bite you because they're herbivores. (laughs) That's correct. So the manatee grows to be 12 to 15 feet long. They are white, mottled gray in color. They tend to grow algae because they move very slow and can even have barnacles like some whales. Or if you've never seen a whale in person, like ships, you get these really bumpy textures. Manatees also tend to travel in their off mating season and can travel so far as Massachusetts. They've been seen here in Texas, maybe not quite so far south as we are, but they have been seen on the Texas coast. There was one that was found in Illinois, and I believe it was actually about the same time as our 1970s claims. They can survive in freshwater. They don't do great in freshwater for long periods of time, but they can survive uh, for long enough to get to these far off places. So you have this really, really large animal that no one has potentially heard of, especially outside of its natural habitat. Right. So I really like the manatee theory. And they're so damn cute. (laughs) <laughs> they're so cute i want to swim with sea cows <laughs> in 1917 when they were describing what it sounded like it just dis- sounded like this <laughs> that's what it sounded like that's perfect <laughs> and when you and when you take in consideration that they've never heard the sound before and they're trying to describe it it sounds like a horse it sounds like a horse no it sounds like a cow well it sounds like a horse cow horse cow <laughs> so i like that theory too 
that what they saw was possibly a manatee. Now, there's that small little, you know, 5%, you know, of me really, really wishing that there is a giant catfish face, huge ass body with sharp teeth and a, and a, and a bone sticking out of his forehead. Yeah, but basically you're describing a sturgeon. <laughs> so, I mean, sturgeons get to be this huge fish and they have whiskers and they have like an alligator kind of mouth almost. An alligator gar would probably be closer, closer on, the, yeah, yeah. on the alligator front, but there are a couple actual fish that are known to be in this river that would meet this description. Yeah, but not like three car lengths in. They're in like length. fifteen feet long. Oof. They, I mean, they're they're the same size as these manatees, but they're they're fish, but they're the wrong colors, which is where it kind of loses me. So either we have like an albino sturgeon. I mean, I guess that's possible. No. Okay, so I have one other thing about animals that it might be, because it kind of rolls into the manatee thing. So we have several species of dolphins in the Gulf Coast in our area. So most of them actually live in the deeper water, so we don't see them. But we do see bottlenose dolphins pretty close. And they can get caught in rivers, especially when hurricanes come, which if we're going to look at hurricanes in this time period. In 1971, there was a hurricane that completely rocked this area. I think like 37 people died. It was Hurricane Edith. Now, when hurricanes happen and they are coming close to the coast, especially larger animals will look for calmer waters. That's usually when they get driven into rivers and things like that. So 1971, our claims are happening. 1971, we also have Hurricane Edith working her way to the coast. Dolphins live close to the coast. And these ones are actually more scavengers. So they like to eat the chum that's coming off the ships and everything. If it gets pushed into the river, what happens to dolphins when they're put into fresh water for extended periods of time, their skin actually starts to peel off. So they start to grow these lesions and their skin starts to peel. And one of the big identifying features was that it had peeling skin. It's also similar to what happens to sharks. So the bull shark is also a common shark that we have here. Yep. And is known for being able to go back and forth between salt water and fresh water. Yep. Because they like really sedentary water. So they like it when it's like really, really dirty and there's a lot of grime and there's a lot of floaty stuff. Because they have really, really poor vision, but they're really, really good at smelling stuff. And they kind of have like a similar affliction if they're in it for too long. So those are two more possibilities that I just threw out really quick. Now let's rate the cryptid. We use a rating system here at 50 States of Terror based on the sliding scale of golden Nessies. So think of it just like stars. You've got one to five, five being the best, one being bleh. What do you rate the White River Monster? Four out of five. Because I love the story. I love the possibility of it being a misidentified other creature. I'm going to meet you. I'm going to meet you at that. I I think this one is really interesting. And if I didn't love our last one so much, I might have given it five. But I I like that we've got the shaky Polaroid. I like Mm -hmm. that we have the consistent storytelling over time. I like that we have a plausible few different animals. I think it's a combination of all of them. Yeah. Um, I think it was just the perfect storm of seeing these things all in the same area and 
the fact that they actually have a refuge for it is absolutely ridiculous, and I love it. Yeah, that, that's what that's what put me over to like four and five. <laughs> I was gonna give it like a, like a three, three point five, or whatever. But like the fact that there is an a- actual refuge for it. Yes, it's four. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So four golden essays. Four golden essays. Yeah. So like always, if you have a story that you want to submit to us, please by all means look us up on our social media pages. And uh, if you have any suggestions for later states, we will definitely take those into consideration. And we had a lot of fun having our friend Chris read our letter on the previous episode. So if you're interested in lending us your talents, reach out to us because we would love to feature you and feature your stories. And if we can give you some publicity as well, then I think that's a win-win situation. So We like hosting our friends. We love having you listen. And we will see you again in two weeks. And again, thank you so much for listening to this episode on Arkansas, the White River Monster. And next, we have... The Golden State. California. 50 States of Terror is a Housecraft production. This episode was researched, written, and presented by Anthony and Kaylee Diaz. This episode was edited by Kaylee Diaz. Do you need more 50 States of Terror? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you do. You can find us on Facebook, Patreon, and Instagram at 50 States of Terror. Now that's 50 States of Terror. And on Twitter at 50 States Terror without the of, you know, because of the character limit. <laughs> we'll see you there. Yeah, you will.